a bulletin and a word of God, you're going to need your Bible today. We're, uh, let me say before I jump into the series or back into the series, immediately following the service today, we have baptism and uh, have several folks to be baptized, several adults to be baptized today. So please join us over in the old worship center for baptism immediately following the worship service today. So we're in a series called Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. We've been in and out of that all spring based on some stuff going on. But uh, I want to jump in a day, uh, back into that. Go with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Such things, against such things, there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. I'm going to say it again. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. My friend, if you sit here this morning and you're a born-again child of the King, there's been a time in your life that you have given your life to Christ and you've been saved, then you possess the Holy Spirit in you. And because you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can be faithful. You're faithful. You can be faithful. You know the source of faithful. You came to him by faith. He saved you in your mess. He put a new song in you. As him a praise to our king. Many will hear, many will see, and many will put their trust in him. Yet in you. You say, well, I, I have a hard time being faithful. God, I want God to help me be faithful. That, that's a good person to ask. You can be faithful. You can be faithful because it's in you. I want you to go to James. Go to James' gospel. Go to James's gospel. Look at verse, uh, chapter 1, look at verse 16. Great words to begin with here. James 1, 16. Don't be deceived. Mm, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting sand. He does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be the kind of first fruits of all he created. Don't be deceived, my friends. Every good and perfect gift comes down from Father above. Don't be deceived. You didn't do it. You didn't make it. It's all his. He turned on the spigot and you're bathing in it. He's blessing you richly. Ephesians 4.19, my God, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, that's rich. My God will supply all my needs. I've started doing something that I used to do a long time ago, and I kind of got out of that season. And that is, the Bible's very clear. You have not because you ask not. 
Why, why don't we boldly just speak that over ourselves? Just boldly speak Scripture all the time. So, so I said, I'm going to start doing that. So one of the things, one of the areas is I'm just going to speak uh, check to show up in my box. I got a P.O. box in Bushing, 450. Just throw that out there, okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. And so I just started speaking that. God, you on a, God on a thousand field? I mean, I, I'm speaking that I'm going to put my key in, turn it, open it, and there's a check. Don't have a return address. Don't know who it's from. It just came from you. It's from you. It's from your overflow in someone else's life. You put them on my, you put me on their heart, and they just did that. I'm just speaking that. So I kill the Jeep. I walk in. I put the key in, and I'm speaking it. I turn it open. Ain't nothing in there. There is not even an advertisement from, from, from something that's on sale that's really not on sale, but they just give me the part that my tax covers, all right? And so there's nothing in there. So I'm like, all right, turn the key, go man, get back in my Jeep, shut the door. And God said, great is thy faithfulness. I don't feel like saying that. Great is thy faithfulness. And he said, no bills. I said, no bills, amen, no bills, there's nothing in there, no bills. Great is our faithfulness. So I just started saying, great is our faithfulness. Listen to me, it, every time you speak it, it might not happen, but my friend, let me say something to you. It's not going to happen if you don't say it. You just got to believe God is faithful. I love that song we sang, his mercies are new every single day. Some of you comment, preacher, I always see you in the morning early with your cup of coffee walking around the church. I have an early morning problem, and I have a walk around the church problem, okay? I just love the walk around and pray. So the other morning, one of our members, she, she's a big sunrise girl, and I'm a big sunrise and sunset person, okay? So she texts me our little word together. I don't want y'all to ever get concerned if you hear this. Her, our word together is, hun, that's a pretty sunrise. And I say, hun, that is a pretty sunrise. So don't get alarmed. It's not Melissa, but it's just a friend thing, okay? And so she texts me and says, hun, that's a pretty sunrise. And I said, I got my eye on it, all right? So I'm out here walking, and I see that sun coming up, and I'm telling you, that sky was gorgeous. So I just, styrofoam cup, coffee, I just kind of just decided to be stop and just kind of praise him. So I just stopped, and I was doing this, and I was just praising. I kind of got lost in the moment, and I forgot I had a cup of coffee in my hand. I got so relaxed and everything. All of a sudden, boom, scared me to death. I dropped out a whole cup of coffee, splattered, got coffee all over me. I said, great is thy faithfulness. I got to go wipe this off, but great is thy faithfulness. What a beautiful sunrise. I mean, get lost in God's faithfulness. How long has it been since you got lost in God's faithfulness? What if God's faithfulness, and this is not how it works, but what if God's faithfulness to me was tied to my thankfulness to him? What, what, what if that was the case? See, we teach our children when they're young, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. I sometimes wonder if we don't grow up and forget what we ta were taught or forget what we teach. How long has it been since you took a moment and just got alone and just started going, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank you, 
thank you, thank you. Instead of looking at what you don't have and what he hasn't done, how about just start singing all the stuff that he has done? Just start singing it. Because sometimes I find myself, we naturally can go negative, and we can naturally go kind of, you know, humbug. And poor little me, and what about us, and this is the more stuff, more stuff. And I find that if I just spend more time praising him for his faithfulness than looking at things I can complain about, it's a whole lot better. Man, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. So God is faithful to me, but the flip side of that is, what about my faithfulness to God? What about my faithfulness to God? I want you to go Old Testament, Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy. I want you to look at chapter 6. Go to verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your heads. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. The Lord your God is one. Seek you first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You shall have no other gods before me. None. I mean, number one command, you shall have no other gods. Don't make one. Don't create one. Don't think you need one. You don't need anybody else but your faithful, faithful God. One God. We live in a country. We're chasing all kind of gods. I'm going to tell you something. There isn't another God that will satisfy you because the one who created you is the one who will satisfy you. You can chase and you can find and you can, you can justify and you can come up with a scheme or you can tell everybody how satisfied you are or how happy you are. But I'm going to say something to you. Unless you're absolutely 110% positively in love with Jesus and he's on the throne of your life, you're not. You're just trying to convince somebody with words out of your mouth. Let me tell you, there's nobody, nobody like our God. Nobody. Nobody. When he, when we are faithful to God, there's some things that will come out in our lives. I want to run through those real fast. Solitude. Solitude is simply this. Sitting alone, sitting quietly, meditating in prayer or in the word. If you're going to be faithful to him, that's where you begin. In his word, he says, do not let this book depart from me, from you. Meditate on it when? 
day and night. In the word, in prayer. Faithful to God. God has been faithful to you beyond measure. And he says, be faithful to me. Be faithful. Surrender your giving of your life, of your resources, of everything. Don't be stingy to God. Be hilariously giving to God. When it doesn't make sense, keep on pushing. Because I'm going to tell you something. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Surrender your life and say, God, I have nothing. Just lay it down and say, God, you do whatever you want to do in me. Faithful to God. Service. About your service to God. Are you faithful in your service? Are you faithful to your church? I'm thankful that we have people who are very faithful to the church. Okay? You say, well, all the people that need to hear the message, they're not here. All right? We have podcasts. They'll get it. Okay? But here's the deal. Make sure that church is a high, high, high priority in your life. So, Pastor, I can't make all 52 Sundays a year. I get that. But I promise you this, if you make it a really high priority in your life, you'll do quite well. Listen to me. Your children need to see you as an adult, as a parent, make church a priority. If you will make church a priority in your life, they will make church a priority in their life. He said, well, preacher, I know people that grew up in church, and their parents made them go all the time. And when they left home, they ain't been in church since. Well, I'll take my chances on those who are taught to go to church. Because here's the deal. You had not seen the end of that story yet, my friend. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen people wander from that too. But, oh, my friend, they do come back. So you lay that groundwork and it will produce a harvest. I met a mama here today. She's here to watch her son, her grown, mature son. Okay? He's not old. Mature son. Be baptized. She said, Pastor, I never stopped praying. Never stopped praying. She's going to sit over there in a little bit. And we're going to baptize him. Never stopped. Make church a priority in your life. Make church a priority. God's faithful to me, faithfulness to me without measure, without question. But what about my faithfulness to him? What about my faithfulness to God? And then last is this. My faithfulness in full view of a watching world. Mm. My faithfulness in full view of a watching world. You say, well, I don't do it because they're watching Exactly. That's why you continue to do it. You don't do it for them, but they watch, and they're seeing it. Listen to me. God's faithfulness to you and my faithfulness to God produces faithfulness in full view of the world. It does. See, when you're faithful to God, God is faithful to you. I'll be faithful in many areas of my life. I'll be faithful to my spouse. I'll be faithful to my children, faithful to my parents, faithful to my boss, faithful to my employees. I'll be faithful in all areas of my life. I'm going to say something to you. I do a lot of marriage counseling, okay? I meet with a lot of couples. 
I, 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 I meet with couples that have no ties to this church. And I was meeting with a couple one time years ago, okay? We weren't even in this state then. And he said, my unfaithfulness to my spouse began with my unfaithfulness to God. I started to say, if you'll say that one more time, I, I want to get that. Because I want to play that back because that, my friend, will preach. When you realize that your God has been faithful to you, and you have salvation that is an absolute gift by him for you, you didn't earn that. So no man may boast, is what Ephesians says. That, that was grace, unmerited I mean, incredible grace. You got that from him. And now you faithfully pursue him. You will be faithful in all areas of your life. You will. But when you neglect and walk away with, walk away from that relationship, you don't pursue it anymore. You don't chase it. It's not first. It's not your passion. It's not where you run to. But you run to other stuff. You will. You will have a greater tendency to keep running away. I'm not saying that all that stuff makes it perfect. You, it, you can do all this stuff and, and it just magically happens. I'm going to say something to you. You, you, you. you better be careful what you chase because you might just catch it. I met a lot of people that have caught what they chased and they didn't know what to do with it when they got it. Or it ate them. All right, I eat them. God is faithful. Be faithful to God, and you'll be faithful to everything else. I promise you, when you stop pursuing him, when he stops being first, when he stops being everything you've got, you chase after him like you have nothing else, when you stop doing that, you set yourself up. You do. You, you become vulnerable. You say, enemy, turf's yours. The turf is yours. Well, guess what? It's not like he needs permission, my friend. He's been waiting. He's trying to tear you up anyway. When you walk away from God and when you neglect that time alone with God, when you get away from God, when you get away from church, when you get away from that relationship, let me tell you something. You are very, very vulnerable to falling into a trap. Big time. Faithful God. Oh, yeah. Be faithful to God. Yes. And his faithfulness will be demonstrated to a watching world, my friend. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, as we move to a time of invitation, just a little bit, God, we're going to stand. We're going to begin to worship. But what's going to transpire is there's an invitation sitting out there from you to respond to what the Holy Spirit said today. And Father, this morning I pray if there's someone out there that needs to respond, that they do that. Maybe they just need prayer. Come up here, let someone pray all over you, agree with you. Maybe it's church membership. Maybe they need to meet you for the very first time in your life. Maybe, God, they just need to confess that they gave up on you. A faithful God. They quit. They, they've been speaking ill of you. 
Maybe, maybe there's a brother or a sister out there who's been saved. They know God's faithful. They were faithful for a season to you. But God, they've drawn, they've, they've drawn away. They've, they've, they've run away from you. And because of that, God, their faithfulness to their family, their spouse, has fallen. God, I pray you'd be a God of restoration today. Father, this altar is open. The invitation is given. May we now, out of faith, respond to you. Father, this morning, may your Holy Spirit move us. May we respond to what your Spirit said this morning. Whatever that is. For on the other side of obedience is always blessing. May we bless ourselves today by being obedient to a faithful God. In Christ's name, amen.